Vogelsang Pest Management has programs for everyone's budget. Call us at 314-601-1789. Vogelsang Pest Management, serving your family like you're our family. Westplex 107.1, it is BS in the morning, and it is Wednesday. Hard to believe it is hump day. It is April 1st. And uh, I promise, I promise, I will not do any goofy April Fool's jokes. Mm-hmm. You know, in this serious time, we're high cross promise, easily made, easily broken. In this serious time, I understand that you know people are have like a a low tolerance for things like that. You know, goofing around and you know causing you know uh, consternation as to uh, what people on the radio would say is true or not. So. I'm just not going to do any of that today. I'm just going to refrain from it 100%. Um, weather today? You know what it's going to do? Sun's uh, going to come out Jennifer's, today. Jennifer Wojcicki is going to come on. It's going to be sunny all day long. 60 degrees. Although it's cold right now. It's 35 officially right now. That's uh, It's been cold in the morning. Yeah, I know. I know. I know. I know. Um, gosh, all sorts of things to talk about. First off, we'll go through the morning and uh, talk about some of the things uh, you can update. We've got a couple different sites you can go take a look at as far as, and you know what? Let me go check one of them. I think my one site may be down. Uh, I've got an issue here and I have to double check this. I had a had a flash on this last night and I thought I fixed it. And let me see Westplex News. Westplex News is up. Uh, matter of fact, the stories on there are all current. Uh, there's a uh, report on there from uh, uh, 19 more cases reported. St. Charles Nursing Home, which is not good. Uh, that's that. Let me see what else is on there. Um, they're talking about using, possibly using the sports domes or sports uh, 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 venues like uh, the Dome Downtown, uh, the uh, Hearn Center in Columbia for makeshift hospitals. Man, this stuff just gets more depressing every day. Let me check the other site here. I think this is the one we're having problems with, westplex.video. Uh, there's a lot of good stuff on this. you know. And I'm not trying to pat myself on the back, but this westplex.video site... Um, something I put together and it just continuously monitors all sorts of different uh, YouTube channels, essentially what it does. Yeah, I think that one's down. Damn it. I have to check on that. I don't know what's going No, no, no. There you it is. You meant Hoover, damn it, right? Yeah. I'm, I'm yeah. D-A-M-I, you know, D-A-M-I-T. You know, that's, you know, when, when a river starts to flood, what do you do? You damn it. You know, <laughs> that's what you do. <laughs> you control that flood and you damn it. <laughs> you know, that's what you do to that river. Um, yeah, that's still up. I don't, I, like I said, I got, a, I got a, a, a little warning last night and you know what? I guess, I guess this is, this is what's, what's crazy on all levels. Okay. We have a, um, internet provider, a hosting provider the world-class provider. I mean, this is like, I mean, these guys are really good. If I send them like a message, like a, you know, like a service call kind of thing, like a, you know, service uh, ticket, I normally get a response in a minute. And it's not like a computer-generated response. I mean, a real person replies back. And I got a message from their management last night saying, well, and this is, they're, 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 you know, they're manned 24 hours a day, seven days a week. We're going to, you know, due to the, you know, COVID-19, we're going to, you know, start working remotely from home and you may not be able to get a hold of us. And I'm going, okay, this is getting bad when 
talking about critical infrastructure, the internet. And I mean, this is a company that hosts lots and lots and lots and lots and lots of stuff and some very, very, very high-end sites. I mean, we're not talking, you know, you know, the, you know, the, the, the porn, you know, kings or anything like that. We're talking some really high-end, uh, you know, financial and stuff like that. And uh, I don't know. I'm going like, man, this is not looking good. Anyway, uh, we'll talk about that. Um, Man, there and, and and what's also interesting is is you know maybe I should even I wonder if I could text Mike Elam and see if I get him on this morning. Uh, Mike Elam, who is our uh, resident uh, ex radio person slash county council person, uh, Steve Elman has now gone on gone on record as essentially saying that Mike Parson, our governor, should should issue a statewide stay at home order. Matter of fact, he joined in with Lyda Crewson and Dr. Page. Uh, Lyda is obviously the, uh, well, not obviously, but she's, most people would know, she's the city mayor, city of St. Louis mayor, and Dr. Page is the county executive. And three of them have, for the most part, sort of, you know, stood together. Um, And most recently, he's gone a little bit, shall we say, laissez-faire. You know what that's all about? That's one of my favorite things I learned back in school. Um, oblivious or uh, laissez-faire doesn't is, really well essentially it's, it's show he cares no it's a french term essentially the idea being that the government that governs least governs best in other words the idea being is you, oh, you have you, it, you have a government it. that doesn't say you have today's wednesday you have to clip your toenails you know what i mean you know it's not any weird stuff like that where to the point where they're you know giving you like you know they're running your life essentially the laissez-faire theory is is that you essentially uh, you know protect people you give them guidance and you trust that they will you know be good citizens and keep their act clean if you know what i'm saying and uh, he's come out and essentially said yeah we think this is a problem we think the governor should lock it down and he's getting more and more and more pushback on this so it's going to be interesting to see what happens with uh, governor parson so um executive elman wants him to lock down the State, St. yeah. St. Louis area? Or no, no, state? state. He wants, he wants, uh, matter of fact, uh, I was reading it this morning. He's, he essentially said that uh, it's uh, uh, what, what they're, it's, it's, it's a hodgepodge. In other words, the idea being, but see, here's the interesting thing. The problem with that is, is that you have the hot spots. We talked about this the other day, where you have the hot spots, obviously, in St. Louis. And right now, St. Louis uh, County is the worst. If you look at St. Louis County, as far as the percent of the population of the state of Missouri, uh, they have a far higher percentage of of uh, positive uh, COVID nineteen uh, cases. But than, they're also the largest. No, no, no. But what they're per, the percentage of the state of Missouri. In other words, what they're doing is they're essentially saying that you've got X amount of cases, and of the cases in the state, I think the statistic yesterday was that it's like. 19% of the population in the state of Missouri, but we have 35% of the cases. So in other words, statistically yes. speaking... Springfield needs to lock themselves down. I heard they were... Uh, well, but but once again... Kind of growing and well, you know, coming up on our tail. Once again, one of the issues is that, you know, I mean, it just sort of makes sense. The stuff is spread by, you know, by contact, by, you know, proximity and that kind of stuff and obviously when you get into more densely populated areas you're going to have that happen more whereas if you go into like i mean i used to drive back and forth uh you know between kansas city and des moines and you know and a lot of people really don't realize this about the state of missouri 
most of the population is south of Interstate 70. It's either, you know, along or south of Interstate 70. When you get into northern Missouri, it's pretty bleak. And when you think about it, there really is only one city of any major size in Missouri, north of 70, and that's Kirksville. And if you've ever yeah. been, if you ever been to Kirksville before, you ever been to Kirksville before? Yeah, that's where Truman's at. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Well, you've been there, right? Yes, I have. Would you consider it a bustling metropolitan uh, metropolitan area? Like a thriving metropolis? Yes. Would you? <laughs> mm. Not when I was there, but it's been 20 years. Yeah, but there still ain't much there. It's not a very big city. So, uh, Well, that's what they used to think about 94 and well, Mid-Rivers, but, no, too. But, no, but what I'm saying is it's like in the middle of nowhere. You know, I mean, it's not it's not like St. Joe, which is to the north of Kansas City and sort of considered to be the Kansas City metro. And then you got, you know, Springfield, which is, you know, fairly large. I mean, even Rolla's uh, grown to a point where it's got, you know, Cape Girardeau. Cape Girardeau is a, you know, fairly big metropolitan area now. I mean, there's a lot it of is. stuff going on down at Cape. But once again, that's all south of Interstate 70. So anyway, it's also a college town, too. Well, so is Kirksville, and if it wasn't for Truman, I don't know if Kirksville would have much, but that's a whole other story. Okay, so what we're doing is, this may sound crazy, but we are trying to inform you, uh, and at the same time, say goofy stuff that makes you start to laugh, maybe put a you know smile on your face, um, you know, try to be a little bit more of a companion, shall we say. Yeah, like an oasis. Well, I don't know about an oasis. Oasis mm. is, is, is... It's definitely an oasis. No, That's we, what music is. No, there's no camels in our area, so we can't be an oasis. Because, you know, you always equate <laughs> an oasis with the camel. Because the camel goes it's to the an oasis. It's oasis in your mind. <laughs> an oasis. Yeah. So, anyway, we'll talk more as we go through the morning. Um, we will really talk more. And we're going to be on an, an hour more. Oh, man. I don't know if I can do a whole hour more. I don't yes, know if I can, can do it. No, I can do it. I know if I can do a whole Take hour more. Take one for the team. B- by the way, did you see? Uh, did you see that? Uh, that uh, uh, what at the airport? Uh, you know, it's gotten so bad at night that uh, they've decided that they close the runways at night and they're out there playing field hockey. I know that's not true. Because they don't let us do that. Oh yeah, 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 yeah. Then nope. Midnight to five. There's no planes coming in. That would be a big hard. Um, Happy I, I, April I, Fool's Day. I told, That's what that would be. I told you I'm not doing any April Fool's stuff, but this is a true story. They close the runway at night, and all the employees that work at the airport, they, you know, they're they're all stressed and everything like that. They let them out there and play field hockey on the runway. That's not true. That's true. No. Only I, because I know for a fact that's not true. You think I'd make stuff up like that? I do. <laughs> okay. Well... <laughs> Oh, snorter. 616 snorter. <laughs> okay, it is 616. Westplex 107.1, you know, it just hit me. Maybe that was a poor choice of songs to play. <laughs> Toxic by, by you. Oh, right. <laughs> Brittany, yeah. Oh, oh well, <laughs> I didn't do that on purpose. Computer just uh, automatically threw that song in. So don't, call, don't text me and go like, I can't believe you played Toxic this morning by Britney Spears. You know, you can tell people... Why would that bother anybody? Hey, Shelly, <laughs> come on. I mean, you know, nowadays with everybody, you know, with everybody's personal space and, 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 you know, in like, a, you know, like, a, what, what do they call it? The, uh, what's the college campus thing? You have to have uh, micro, you have microaggressions and, and, you know, 
I mean, you can't say anything to anybody anymore. I can't believe you said that to me. Um, anyway. Um, so they, people must text you because nobody reaches out to me. I get, but see, this is what's weird. I run into, I mean, through the course of my dates, obviously it's not happening near as much as it used to because of the fact that, right. you know, you and I aren't doing like the chamber events and, you know, meet no. and greets and, and one on, you know, one-to-ones and our, uh, you know, our uh, groups, uh, our uh, leads groups and things like that. But it's not necessarily, you know, directly to, to me, but I read our trade publications and I read some of these goofy things that people are calling and complaining to radio stations about, you know, I mean, you know, it's like, what, you know, I mean, and I, I really think what, what has, what's, you know, how it's been spurred is like the social media thing. Like, for example, you know, gosh, I, people are probably getting tired of me talking about this. My ex boss, Joel Denver, who once yes. again, I had, what about him oh today? my God, he's at it again. He's at it. You know, he, he's, he's has got, he, has he retweeted you? No, he, I think, I, I think I'm on the verge of being, of being, um, of being, you know, uh, uh, blocked. Uh, blocked by him. Okay. Here's he, now he has somebody new. He's going after, he's going after Mitch McConnell. Okay. This is his post yesterday. His post yesterday is. Somebody has, you know, this is like, uh, you know, photoshopped. It's like a picture of a bucket of chicken. You know what I mean? Like the KFC bucket with the, you know, the the white, red, and black, right? And instead of the colonel on it, it has Mitch McConnell, who, you know, was the the head of the Senate, and he's from Kentucky. And and someone has, has changed the labeling on it where it now says Kentucky Fried Chicken Blank, if you know what I'm meaning. Okay. Got it. Right. Okay. So he's posted this and I retweeted this. You get a kick out of this. Maybe you won't. Yes. But the BS, the BS is from Missouri and it's on BS in the morning dot show. Oh, a selfless plug. I'm so proud of you. <laughs> and, and, and then I've created a new hashtag for him. The hashtag is Joel really loves Trump. That's my hashtag. Joel really oh, loves Trump. One. <laughs> well, I mean, and you and, don't want me to say it on the air. Yeah, and and like here, here's this one like, from yeah, really here's this one from Monday. Okay, here's this one from Monday. He's replying. He's replying to the president. Okay, the president sends out a, a tweet about you know uh, EPA or something like that, and my ex boss Joel Denver is replying to the president. You have no clue how much cleaner the air is in California because of emission rules. I live here. You don't. You hate California. All you care about is undoing anything Obama did. You are such a tone-deaf narcissist. And yes, I am pissed off. I'm going like, dude, give it a rest. You know, I mean, if things were like peachy keen and we didn't have this situation going on and, you know, and hey, we're going up to the to the election and he's a Joe Biden boy. I get it. You know, I mean, still, I think what he's doing is wrong. And the reason being is this guy runs a a news website for our industry, the radio industry. It's called allaccess.com. And, you know, once again, I think that. You know, this is just me. Maybe this is the journalistic ethics that were instilled in me by my great journalism professor, Camille Winter, who was a, by, a guy, by the way, and his name was spelled, it was weird, it was spelled K-A-M-I-L, and one of the guys in our class used to always refer to him as Camel, you know, not Camille, because he pronounced it Camille, but, you know, Camel, K-A-I, and it is, quite honestly, it's probably closer to be pronounced Camel than it is Camille, uh, but... 
uh, you know, once again, if you're like the publisher of the Post-Dispatch and you're supposed to be, you know, somewhat of an, a, a, you know, unbiased source of news, the publisher of the Post-Dispatch shouldn't be on his Twitter account, his or sh- uh, he or she, I don't know if it's he or she, uh, on their Twitter account saying, this president is a jerk. You know what I mean? I mean, <laughs> to the point where you're obviously showing that you're, that if you're the head of that journalistic organization, you're biased. Am I, does that make any sense to you? Or am I just? It makes perfect sense to me. I, you know, and, and once again, it's to the point where Joel is embarrassing me as a broadcaster by being a representative of our industry. By, and you know what? He's done well for himself. He's run this, this website for 25 years. You know how the internet is. Aren't too many places. I mean, think about, think about MySpace. You know what I mean? Think about all these websites that have come and gone, you know, that, uh, that, you know, don't exist anymore. And you know how it is nowadays. It's to the point where you get a site that's hot, uh, you know, and then six months later, everybody's gone. It's like TikTok. You know, a year ago, I was on TikTok and I'd tell people TikTok and people go, what? TikTok? Never heard of it. And now it's like the hottest site around. Six months from now, might be gone. Which I do not understand. (laughs) I just don't. You, you, it's, it's, well, it's, how do you explain TikTok? Well, it's, it, how do I explain it? Yeah. I explain it that I sit there, I watch something and just when I'm getting into it, boop, it goes to another thing. They got a minute. That, that All that does is irritate. Well, they have a minute, you know, they have a minute time limit and, and you get chopped at a minute. You know, most of the, most of them aren't a minute. Most of them are shorter than that. I mean, there's all sorts of different sub genres within TikTok. You have There's the subcultures with everything. Well, Brad. you have the you have the crafts people. There are a lot of interesting videos in there. People making things, and I've actually learned a couple things. Matter of fact, you know what I learned? How could you learn something in a minute? Oh, French cleat. I learned that in a minute. French cleat. You know what a French cleat is? No. It's a carpentry term, and it's a, a, a thing used for uh, for uh, in carpentry. Pretty interesting. Uh, and and I, I learned a lot in a minute. I mean, you know what? I mean, that see, that's the amazing thing of the internet is is to the point where, and I know you and I have this argument all the time. I'm going, hey, lob, libraries are obsolete. Who needs a library anymore? And and it's funny because if you watch Gary V, every once in a while he'll get interviewed like on a TV show, and and he'll always and I, I I've seen these 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 you know things where he gets interviewed and I think, oh my God, watch out, here it comes, because you know. People will say to him, well, well, how do you know about this? You know, because he's, you know, Mr. Business Guy and Mr. Marketing Guy and the whole bit. How do you know about this? And he says, well, he says, I've got a secret source of this information. It's G-O-O-G-L-E. It's a secret. Uh-huh. You know, That's funny. You know, and it's to the point where, you know, and it is. It's funny because it's to the point where he talks about like, hey, you know, I don't tell anybody about it, and it's a really good secret. You know, nobody knows about it. It's G O O G L E, and people go like, "Well, that's Google." You know. So, do you remember when you first heard about Google? Do you oh. remember where you were? Yeah, yeah. I yeah. do too. Yeah. Where were you? I was, uh, I was on the moon, uh, recovering that American flag that Neil Armstrong planted. Okay, well, I was. <laughs> Uh-huh. What kind of question is that? Do you remember? You know, can, and, you know I'll give you, here, here's another question to ask me. Do you remember where you were when all four of your kids were born? Go ahead, ask me that. Where were you when all four of your kids were born? I was right there. That doesn't surprise me all in four the least, of them. actually. All four of them. Yep. 
I can tell you all the different weird little idiosyncrasies that happened. Probably the one with my daughter was that, uh, in, uh, you know, uh, she was she was born in a Jewish hospital, which is gone. They knocked it down. It is. On King's Highway. She was on, uh, we were on the top floor. <laughs> it was raining. And the, fl- the, the roof kept leaking. And about every 30 minutes, this poor janitor would come in and mop up the floor and I always apologize to my wife that he had to come in and mop up the floor. And she was in like her typical 36 hour marathon labor. Uh, and, uh, you know, and she became increasingly more aggravated. You know how it is. You're, you know, I mean, you know, you've been I there. I do, actually. You know, and my mama told me. My mama was there with me. Yeah. And she said, Shelly, if you don't quit cussing, I'm going to have to leave. <laughs> well, and, and, and she was trying to be nice to the poor janitor who kept coming in to mop up the floor. But it got to the point where she became increasingly more aggravated. And I would, you know, sort of, you know, oh, come on, you know, I mean, one of those things. And, you know, it's so funny. She, didn't, she doesn't remember a lot of that either. You know, do you remember a lot of the stuff that you were going through in childbirth? No, I and, just remember how much it hurt. I still do to this 37th day well our year i will i will tell you matter of fact i we i, I just got to take a break here if you want i'll tell the story of to this day she's still mad at me about something that happened you know during my her our first son brett my oldest son's childbirth to this day and to the point where where i mean every once in a while out of the clear blue she'll go off on me about it Okay. <laughs> okay. You should have her on. Oh, no, she wouldn't do it. It's 634. Westplex 107.1 style. That is you-know-who. T-Swift, as my one son calls her. Good morning to you. This is BS in the Morning. I am Shelly. She is Brad. Our website is bsinthemorning.show. Um, lots of stuff going on today. By the way, have you seen this? Uh, this has got... And, and I, you know, normally when, when things would be normal situation, this would be a tremendous problem for our commuters this morning. But there's this bizarre accident on eastbound 70 at north hanley you know on the east end of the airport there yeah car somehow or another smashed you know or i don't know if it if it you know if there's a couple cars involved i just saw a little video of it just a minute ago somehow or another ended up on the Metrolink tracks oh my and apparently did some damage to the tracks knocked down some of the train signals and stuff like that and they're 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 they've shut down Metrolink and eastbound 70 i believe uh, if not severe lane restrictions might be totally closed right now now on a normal wednesday morning on april 1st of 2019 or 2018 or 2017 this would have been a big traffic story but you know what? There's no traffic anymore. I mean, it's bizarre. I mean, driving around. I mean, you know, I'm talking, I'm a former traffic reporter. Now, obviously, I'm not on, I'm not driving around in morning drive because I'm here and now we're on the air in the afternoon. But still, when I drive around during the day, there's nobody anywhere. You know, it's just like, you know, ghost city. You know, I, I thought about that the other day. Yeah, it's just sort of weird. Anyway, that's the deal. I really did. That's the deal. This is on Eastbound 70 at North Hanley. And I looked at the video, and apparently the car ran off the road, overturned, 
you know, was on was you know was on the tracks for a while. I don't know if I saw you know the car being pulled off the tracks, but there's video of like debris from the car that's laying on the the Metrolink tracks, and also a couple of the signals that signal the uh, the drivers for the Metrolink are knocked down as well too. So that's not good, and you know how that is. I mean, you know, it's not like they can bypass it, but you know what? And and here's the other thing. I just thought about that. Metrolink is still running, isn't it? I, I don't know the answer to that question. Hmm. I was just thinking about that. Hmm. hmm. With all the uh, social distancing and stuff like that, it's like, okay, maybe they don't, maybe they're not running that. Hold it. My phone just rang. Maybe the, uh, uh, they are, okay, yes, here's the official report from the smartest woman in the world. Yes, Metrolink is officially uh, shut down, and they are busing people to the airport. So if you are uh, planning on going to the airport this morning and using Metrolink, if you are any, any place... Well, in other words, they're not doing anything. So, in other words, uh, you can't get past the North Hanley Station. So, apparently, uh, they are uh, taking people in buses and they're taking them to the airport because that's the only, uh, the, the, the second of the last stop is North Hanley. So, once you get past North Hanley, then it's the airport because that's that long stretch there where you go over 170 and then you go over 70 and then you end up, because at that point, Metrolink is on the uh, south side of 70. It uh, goes over 170, and then it curves over 70 and ends up on the north side of 70, and then it ultimately ends at the east and the, uh, well, here we go again. I can't say terminal, I can't say east and west terminal anymore because that's not the nomenclature anymore. Do you know that they changed It was that? never the west terminal. Well, the main terminal. They call it the yeah, main. Yeah, it was the, the main terminal, and, and then the east it was terminal. the east, ter- they call east it the terminal. East terminal. Yeah, well, now yeah. it's terminal one and terminal two. They changed that. Do you know that? Yes, I do. Yeah. And did you know that uh, the terminal on the north side of the airport is now Terminal X? I did not know that. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. And the terminal on the west side of the airport is Terminal B? I'm going to start ignoring you now. I should, <laughs> shouldn't I? <laughs> Why would I Would I ever make say anything? A- ask your son-in-law about Terminal X. He knows what. Hey, text him right now. Hey, tell me about Terminal X. He'll, he'll tell you. He knows what he's talking about. He works up there. He, he probably he probably goes in the Terminal X a couple times a day. My son, oh, my son doesn't work over at, um, no. He, he works over off of McDonnell Douglas Boulevard. Once again, north side of the airport. That's where Boeing is. That's where Terminal X is. It's down, yeah, it's down McDonnell Boulevard. Yeah, well, but he's on the north side of the airport. I guess he is, yeah. Yeah, because McDonald curves around on the north side of the airport. Because that's, you know, as you as you go west or east on McDonald from Lindbergh, that's where all the uh, radioactive stuff is, and that's where the guys are still walking around with moon suits. So the, no, that's up by uh, Francis Howell. No, 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 no. South. No, yes, no, no. Don't you know about this there at the north end of the airport? What's that? There's still a big uh, area of containment up there where there's still you know, uh, picking up all the radioactive stuff. There's still a big containment over by Francis Howell. No, 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 no. This is active. They're still working there. Francis Howell's done. They, they've finished that years ago, the WizRap uh-huh. program. But, I mean, it's all, there's nobody working out there. There's still people working on the north side of the airport, picking up and, you know, containing all this nuclear waste left over from World War II, which is now, what, coming up on, what, 80 years ago? Yes. It's, there's still an active site there. 
it's and and you, every once in a while, I, I've I've personally witnessed it within the last year. You'll see, you know, the guys working there, and every once in a while, you see the guys walking around in the moon suits. They're still picking up stuff there. It's, and where is this again? It's on the north side of the airport. It's on. Oh, is that where the foot the uh, baseball field was? Well, that McDonald McDonald. If you like, let's say let's say here. Let's let's do our directions. We're coming south on Lindbergh from 270. Okay, and you make a left on McDonald. Okay. And then you go through on on the on the left side is where the old uh, electromotive used to be, where they used to actually make or repair a mo- uh, uh, you know train locomotives right there. It was General Motors owned it, I think. And in the right side, there used to be a couple uh, a cust- couple uh, Boeing buildings, McDonnell Douglas buildings. There was one right in the corner, right in the corner of Lindbergh and McDonnell. Okay. And as you go east on McDonnell, to the right is one of these uh, areas where they dumped a lot of the nuclear waste. And to the left, which would make it on the north side of McDonald, that's where the baseball fields used to be that I used to umpire on when, you know, when in my younger years, in my, in my, I think my one son played some tournament, tournaments there, which is now a nuclear waste uh, site. And they're still working that site. They're still up there. There are people up there on a daily basis. At least I, I, I was there six months ago. And they're still, it's still an active site. They're still working on a nuclear waste up there. And there's spots up in Hazelwood. Matter of fact, if you know where Nyflot Drive is on Hazelwood, in Hazelwood on North Hanley, there's spots back there as well, too. I used to have a client of all crazy things, a guy who advertised with me, who had a business back there, who had a big mound in, in the back of his, of his building. He had like an industrial building. He had a big mound. And that was one of the nuclear waste dumps from World War II. Right there in Hazelwood. And that, that street on, and, you know, man, I don't want to bring up bad memories, but Nyflot, which is a street that it runs, uh, it runs to the west of North Hanley. It's about, eh, about an eighth of a mile south of 270. Uh, Nyflot, there are a bunch of people that lived on that street that all came down with various types of cancer, leukemia, and things like that. And the, the, one of the uh, historians traced the fact that when they were taking this nuclear waste in the back of pickup trucks back in the 40s, they would come up out of the city where Malincrot was, where they were, you know, uh, doing all this nuclear waste stuff, and they would drive up. And at the time, it wasn't called Hanley. I think it was called Carson. Um, and they would drive up there, and they would make a left on Nyflot. They would drive down Nyflot, and they would dump this nuclear waste there in Hazelwood. And a bunch of people all along Nyflot, um, you know, have all come down with cancer through the years because of the fact they claim that whole area is contaminated. Well, that's where we used to, because I used to work for Boeing when it was McDonnell Douglas back in the 80s. Right. And we actually played on those ball fields. Well, a lot of people did, you know? I mean, it's yes. it's one of those things. Hey, we're way behind. we got to take Uh-oh. a break. We're being too serious. We can't do that. we got to say goofy stuff. We can't stuff. do that. That's not what we do. Goofy stuff. 649. <laughs> Westplex 107.1, and he's running away. I love the way he sounds. That's uh, Shelly's favorite artist. Who I mean, you know, Shelly is not the kind of person that's normally starstruck, but she's said to me on several occasions, "Oh my God, if 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 he ever comes to town, Post Malone ever comes to town, I have to meet him in person." No, I never really said that. <laughs> Actually, I would probably need to stay away from him because I would, I would like mother him. And tell him he needs to fix his teeth. And I bet he can get an appointment. Shelly's not a a big fan of Post Malone. so I don't have a problem with him. I actually think his, I mean, his music is pretty good. And 
his tattoos don't bother me. That's just a self-expression. But the whole teeth thing, he could get those fixed. You know, what I still don't un- understand is I still don't get the piercings. And I don't, especially, I don't get the piercings through the nose. And you know what? Especially now more than ever. Because they tell you, how do you get infected with the C-19 through your eyes, your mouth, and your nose? And if you got piercings in your nose, doesn't that make it easier for, you know, like germs to get in your nose? You know what I'm saying? Yeah, and the COVID-19, well, I'm sure it does. And, and, the, and COVID-19 actually stays to metal longer than it does. Um, other well i don't quite understand but what am i uh interesting thing yesterday uh illinois used their emergency alert system on the phones to send out matter of fact this is the emergency alert it said emergency alert states need state needs licensed healthcare workers to sign up at illinoishelps.net to help fight covid19 so that was interesting i mean essentially that's the point it's like whoa I mean, you know, you know, things are getting serious when the state's using their EAS system, which is essentially we have the EAS system on the radio. But um, and I don't I mean, it was funny. I don't know if it's they, only Amber Alerts that come across. No, but no, we get we get Amber Alerts as well, too, on um, we don't we don't have them programmed into our system. Uh, that's not and I'm not saying we don't do that, but it's just the, it depends on what level of Amber Alert. It's sort of complicated because when they revamped our EAS system, which is the system we have on the radio stations here, uh, we now have uh, the presidential code on there, which we didn't have. And they put that in after 9-11. And the idea being is that, and that was sort of weird, is that we have this emergency alert system we have to maintain. And I have no problem with it. Matter of fact, I've got ours set to auto. So, and you know, it goes off all the time during storms and stuff like that, which is great. It does, you know, I, I think it's a great public service and I'm proud of the fact that we do that. Uh, some stations don't. Some stations have it on manual so that they wait to see what the alert is. Okay, we'll put that on there. But anyway, there was not any way for the national people it was all on a state and a county basis and now we have national codes and the president can actually issue but that was the interesting part of the 9-11 is that here we were under attack in new york uh, and in washington dc and never once did anybody fire off the emergency alert system even on i mean back in the day 2001 i don't think they had it necessarily set up for the cell phones yet there might have been some of the carriers had it but now it's it's universal everybody's required to have it but back in the day back in 2001 and 9/11 not one sing, not even in new york there was never the emergency alert system was never used and you're thinking okay if there was a time when we need to fire off the eas system it was then, you know, and it's, I don't know if you ever had this happen before. Like, of course, this is the back of the day when you go in the stores. Have you ever been in a store when there's been like an Amber Alert come over and there's like people in the store and all of a sudden everybody's phones start going off at the same time? Have you ever had that happen? I have, yes. It, it's sort of weird, you know, because, but it doesn't happen at the same time because everybody's phone's a little bit different, you know, how fast it goes. Depending on the carrier. Yeah, depending and upon the, the carrier, phone, right, and yeah. and how quick it goes through the system, you know, and like, you know, and I'm like, whoa, that's weird. You what know? was that again? How, what was that? How, what was that? Here, my phone so goes off. Says what? When my phone goes off, it, it, it. My phone goes off. It goes like this. I look at it and I go, I go, what is that? 
And, you know, and then what's interesting, I have a smartphone and my smartphone is so smart that I can ask How it questions. How smart is well, it? Well, I can ask it questions. I can say, smartphone, what what was that alert about? Um. And I, well, what did it pertain to? Um. Is that something I should, should be concerned about? Um. Uh, how long is that alert in, in, in you know, in, uh, in existence for? Um. Uh, should I shelter in place? Um. Man, I have such a smartphone. I'm telling you. Uh-huh. So that would be a two-doink. <laughs> Hold on a minute. You didn't like it that much. It was only, that was on a different, that's on a different page. I got to move. That was a two-doink. That doink, was on a doink. different page. Hold on. You have so doink, many doink. that you're, you're, you're filling doink, up doink. with my menagerie of silly doink, things. Doink. Why are they late? <laughs> Why are they late? Doink, doink. Okay, Brad. Oh, yes. What? You need to stop that. Okay. What? You don't like? <laughs> doink, doink. It's seven o two. I have a house. I have a yard. Westplex one hundred seven point one. Higher love. Good morning to you. It's seven eleven. It's BS in the morning. I am Shelly. She is Brad. Our website is BS in the morning show. Good morning to you. It is April first. I haven't done any goofy April first jokes yet. None at all. Um, other than if you're traveling on I five, there's an accident at the uh, at the Newport Beach exit. So be careful of that. Um, have you seen this story? You know, I have to tell you, certain things I do are stupid. Most of the stuff I do is stupid. Every once in a while, I come up with a good idea. This Westplex dot video thing is really cool. I put this site up, and essentially, it's an aggregation site where I pull stuff off of um, um, YouTube. And uh, we've got videos on there from St. Charles County, from St. Charles City, uh, a couple of the TV stations. And I go over there, and I look at all these videos. And there's quite a few on there. Interesting. This one is a doctor, a lady who is an emergency room doctor. And she's concerned about bringing the virus home to her, to her family, her husband and two kids. So you know what she did? She gloved up. She bought a camper and she puts the camper in her driveway of her house and she lives in the camper. And she's also bought some outside um, lawn furniture, you know, like that, the, the nice stuff that has like cushions on it and stuff like that. And she put like this couch, this outdoor lawn couch on the other side of her driveway. So she sits on the entrance to her camper and talks with her wife and or talks with her husband and kids so she doesn't get close to them. So she's doing the six, six foot thing. And she's concerned that when she comes home from work, that she may be carrying the virus on her clothes and things like that. Or even if she, uh, you know, I, they, they have showering facilities at the hospitals for the doctors and things like that. But even still, she's afraid that, you know, she may be bringing home, uh, you know, the virus. So she bought the camper and she puts it in her driveway. Now, in, in bad times or in normal times, you know what was wrong with this picture? What's that? Depending what municipality she was in. You're not allowed to keep a camper. Yes, she'd get a ticket. You know what I mean? You know, who knows? Maybe she might do that. I can, can right now, imagine that. Imagine I don't and I don't know where she lives, but imagine if she lives in Ladue. Don't you think that even now the Ladue police would be, oh, sorry, can't do that. Oh, we don't care if you're an emergency room doctor. We don't care if you're trying to take care of your kids and not give them the, the, the C-19. Get that camper out of your driveway or we are taking you to jail. But I'm a doctor. I'm a doctor. I'm doing this to protect my kids. We don't care. Move the camper or you're going to end up in the slammer.
Can you hear that? I actually don't think that they would do that. No, I don't know. I During you, these times? I, hey, I, get, I guarantee It's a different normal. No, no, trust me. There's some neighbor that would be at the city hall stomping her feet, you know, or his or her feet. Don't want to make it a gender-specific complainer because <laughs> everything has to be, you know, sexually fluid now. Uh, you know, it can't be, uh, you can't say, well, he, it's just like they changed the, the Spanish language. Did you know about this? No. Um, they're in certain languages, like in Spanish and in French. French. Yeah. They're, they're, um, gender specific. There's, yes, yes there are certain yes. things that are masculine. There's certain things they're uh, feminine. And there's been this movement in Spanish to, instead of call it like Latina and Latino, Latinx. So instead of giving it a, you know, masculine or feminine with the, you know, the O and ah or whatever it is, I'm not a Spanish expert. My daughter's one, but I bet you if I called her, hold it, let me, let me, let me call her and see if she'll help me. Hold on. Let me dial her up. Hold on. Okay. Let's see if she can help. And I let you go. Oh, well, what'd you say again? I'm at work and I let you go. You're a day late. Oh, I'm a day late. Okay. <laughs> oh, that was the number you have dialed has not been recognized. Oh, yeah. What'd you say now, Shelly? What did you say? What did, what did that say? <laughs> Nothing. Okay. What did What did you say? <laughs> anyway, I said that was that was the day you called her on her her birthday. Okay. <laughs> anyway. They they It was cute though. They have changed the or at least they're trying to change it to make everything gender neutral. That's the Latinx thing instead of Latina and Latino Latinx. Anyway, what were we talking about? We're talking I about I wonder why they think that's gonna be a good idea. I don't know. I don't get any of this stuff. You know? I mean it's just to the point where where I read a story the other day that there's a a lady who's come out and she's determined there are fifty three different sexes. Now I'm going like, oh, hold on a minute. Now, let me think about this what, for a minute. What does the fox say doesn't count? <laughs> well, I mean, I mean, I'm going like, I don't get it anymore. I mean, it's to the point where, and what's interesting about it is, it's like nobody will come out and go, hey, that's BS. You know, I mean, that's that's just B. You know what? We need Joel Denver to come up and say, hey, that's BS. Uh, but you know, I don't get it. I mean, it's to the point where, where you know, I mean, we're far off what we were talking about. But it's gotten to the point where, you know, it was the LGBT, and then it was the LGBTQ, and then LGBTQIA. Now, I don't know if you've seen this or now, it's now just LGBT+. Plus, meaning there's a gazillion different things after the LGBT. And you know what? I want to come up with something absolutely <laughs> ridiculous well, and that they, they glob onto and it makes me but, um, but, you know, famous. He, here's, here's the problem. Then I'd be famous far. <laughs> okay, here's, here's the problem that I have with the whole thing. And I'm going to get in trouble for saying this, but I'm going to say it anyway. The problem you probably will, well, no, but the, that's never stopped you before. The problem I have with this is that you and I both went through 2001, Okay. And after 2001, after 9-11, what happened was everybody came together. Everybody. I remember, I remember seeing it on TV live where, where a bunch of the senators and representatives, um, 
um, you know, the Democrats and the Republicans and just spontaneously showed up in front of the Capitol building and sung America the Beautiful together. You know, I mean, can you imagine now? Can you imagine Nancy Pelosi calling up Donald Trump and say, Donald, let's go sing in front of the Capitol building. You and me, we're going to sing, you know, pledge. We're going to say the Pledge of Allegiance and sing the national anthem. Can you imagine that happening? You know, can you imagine Joe Biden calling up President Trump and saying, hey, you know, in these times of need, we need to come together. And I want to sit down with you at the White House and want to help you out. And even to the point where I heard somebody talk about this last night, that when if you remember what happened, like in 2008, we had the election going on. And that was, you know, before the election is when the wheels really started to come off with the economy and the banks were, you know, in crash mode and the whole bid. And remember that uh, after the election in 2008, and, you know, the way our system is set up is that, you know, you get elected in that year, but you're not inaugurated for about another two months, you know, because you get inaugurated in, in January. So from the time of the election, so like right now, from the time of the election, November 6th, the new president won't take over until uh, two months later in January of 2021. But you remember what happened in, uh, in uh, 2008 is that, uh, George Bush W, you know, was openly consulting with Barack Obama. You know, hey, you know what? You're the new president. We need to get you up to speed. Even though I'm still the president, I want you to, you know, be in on some of these meetings. And he brought him in on, and you know, consultations and things like that. Do you think that would happen right now? Do you think that that I absolutely do not think yes. that would happen. And once again, everybody's like, you know, like this is my turf. You know, I'm this. I'm. Do I think it should? I do. Well, because I, this is this of all times is a time that we need to come together in solidarity, no matter what side of the aisle that you're on. I couldn't agree with you more. And and it doesn't seem like that's still happening. You know, I mean, like, for example, the, my, my old employee, Mark Kern, you know, who I've told you about, uh, who is the uh, presiding commissioner over in uh, St. Clair County. Um, he's sort of dissing on the state of Missouri now. Because uh, he's saying that uh, this thing we talked about last hour about even Steve Ellman is saying uh, Governor Parson needs to issue a statewide order, uh, you know, shelter in place or whatever the heck it is. And Mark Kern sort of made a comment about, well, look at our governor in Illinois, J.B. Pritzker, uh, Mr. Slim. Uh, you know, uh, he's he's uh, uh, you're not going to give me grief for that. No, I'm just going to let it slide like it never even happened. He's saying I'm going to serve pro it. Our our governor is as is doing the right thing, and he's made this a statewide deal. I mean, you know, you got sniping across the Mississippi. You know, I mean, come on, come on, come together right now. What's that old song? Who's that? The you know what I'm it's talking about? The Beatles? No, no. Come on, everybody, smile on your brother. Da, 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 oh da, yeah, yeah, gotta yeah, Gotta yeah. love one another, another right now. Yes, 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 yes. Yeah, I'm gonna yeah, find yeah. out what the- that's. We need boy. Do I want to sing more? <laughs> no. <laughs> anyway, we've. We start. I started talking about the doctor who bought the RV and put it in her driveway, and and how did we end up with this? But uh, it's get together song by the Young Bloods. Yes, 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 yes. The Young Bloods. Yes, get together. So you know, and 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 remember that. I mean. I, you know, I remember it distinctly in 2001 after the 9-11, everybody came together. And the crazy thing there was is that, that you know, you had people who were really helping out other people, you know? I mean, you know, and, and, and on all levels. Now, you can't do that because of social distancing. That's not necessarily accurate. You what? know, I started this 
hashtag be a good human 2020. Oh my God. Here we I go. know you Here may not go. like it, but other people do Brad. You know what? I've got almost 600 members. Do you know what? I, yesterday I went by my, my other place and I talked to Q2 and, oh, and Q2, Q2 the cat. And, yeah. and I talked to her in, in Catanese. That's the language she speaks. Uh huh. <laughs> and you know what she said? No. She wants to bond with dogs. She wants to, you know, make bygones be bygones. And she wants to essentially just, you know, be pals with dogs. I could take her. I could take my two flight <laughs> white fluffy puppies over there to meet her. Yeah, I bet you could. 722. I would. Westplex 107.1. Hey, Shelly, just talk for a minute here. I got to finish up a text. I'm trying to get a guest on the air here and I'm trying to text them. Hold on a minute. Oh, okay. So everybody, I just wanted to ask how everybody's holding up during this, what we've got going on. Um, everybody's taking different precautions. They are either staying home or they're sheltering in place with a six foot minimum safe distance. I got that from aliens, by the way. And, um, they are doing that. I know a couple of my, uh, compadres in little black book met all met up at the meadows in the parking lot Really, and kept a minimum safe distance of six feet. And they met with each other for an hour just you, to get that did you that uh, connection. Did you hear the controversy on the six feet thing now? No, what? You know, if things don't get more funky, there is a doctor, a research doctor, um, lady. Um, hold on a minute. Um, hold on. What it's kind of car does she drive? In, hold on. It's in the news this morning. Okay. Um, anyway, it sounds like a really fascinating text, Brad. No, 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 no. I, I'm, I'm, I'm. I don't want to mention who the person is, but I'm trying to see if I can get them on the air. They're an official, and to get an update. And they were not aware what I was talking about, so I don't think that's going to work. Okay. Anyway, oh, okay. Um, what, what was I going to say? Oh, the doctor. What's her? Farushi, whatever his name is, the guy who was like, you know, who I'm talking about, who's on. I all do the, know who you're talking about, okay. but I don't know what his name is. He got a little bit upset yesterday in one of the press conferences because there's a report that was uh, in the American Medical Association, their official, what is it, Lancet or whatever their official journal is. And an MIT researcher um, who is, I believe she's either an MD or a PhD, has come out and said that the six foot rule is outdated. And she says it should be at least 20 feet. And the reason for that is this all this is all crazy, you know, science kind of stuff. But it is. They say the six foot rule dates back to the 1930s when we had the spread of turbo TB. Tuber, tuberculosis? Come on, help me with that. You know what I'm talking about? TB? Tuberculosis. There you go. Tuberculosis. Okay. And that that was the research and that was the study in the 1930s that you had to be at least six feet away from someone in order to not be impacted by the droplets and, you know, not to be gross, but the stuff that comes out of people's mouth when they talk or when they cough or when they sneeze. Right. And yesterday... One of the reporters brought this up to the doctor, and he said he didn't believe. She's saying, I think she's saying that the average sneeze will send droplets 23 to 27 feet. And what was a little bit, I think some people thought sort of funny, is that he was saying, see if I can find the article. 
There's quotes well, in there from Well, don't they know that the Dabbies is, um, I mean, it's when you sit there and you sneeze in your elbow crook, it's called the Dabbies. And because you're dabbing while you're sneezing. Um, so I'm calling it the Dabbies. Let me see if I can find it. Save to run. Or the Denise. That's it, the Denise. Dabbing and sneezing. I can't find it right now, but I read it this morning that oh. that and he he what he did was I'm sorry I'm not I'm not intentionally not paying attention to you I'm 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 texting a potential guest and I'm trying to find this story at the same time. Um, anyway, it, it he he was essentially saying that in order to sneeze the droplets maybe it was on I I, I can't remember if I saw it on CNN or if I saw it on Fox this morning uh, because there were some people sort of making fun of him at the press conference yesterday because he was doing like fake sneezes and he would say that you would have to and he was calling them achus he would say you'd really have to have a one heck of an achu to spread the disease Um, yeah it's, it's 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 not in there and you know and you know what's interesting though this the, and and here we go again, Doctor Anthony, F- what Fauci is that how you pronounce his name? Fauci. I think so. Yes. Okay. There's an interview that surfaced with him that he was being interviewed by somebody. Can't remember. It was a radio or TV person back like January 20th, like third week in January, where he was essentially saying, and you know he's he's the expert, right? He was essentially saying, and I'm paraphrasing this. Eh, I don't think this thing's going to be any big deal. Eh. It's not going to really impact the United States that much. Okay. Now, there are a lot of people that are saying that Trump, you know, has been stupid and he said all along that, you know, that this was not going to be a big deal in the whole bit. And they're saying that was because he was essentially repeating what the experts, Dr. Fauci, at the time told him that it's not going to be a big deal. And once again, if you're in a position and put yourself in the position of a governor, of, of, you know, of the mayor of the city of St. Louis or the mayor of any city, you have people that are your experts. Let's say we're into a flooding situation. Let's say the, you know, we have tremendous rain and you're the mayor of the city of St. Louis. Okay. You're not going to be able to say, well, I think we should close the floodgates down in front of the arch. You got the guys who are the experts who are on your staff and you listen to them. And that's, how most governments run and how most, you know, companies run, you know, the executive, the president, the CEO, whatever, he's got all these people who are the experts. Matter of fact, there's a very, there's a very interesting got it. You know, I'm, I'm, I'm a nerd when it comes to this kind of weird history. Uh, once upon a time, uh, there's a famous trial where Henry Ford was was sued for for uh, essentially uh, anti uh, anti competitive that at the time Ford, you know, pretty much owned the automobile industry they you know they you know they just killed everybody else general motors and everybody else was like small little companies and he was uh, henry ford the henry ford was actually on the witness stand and they were trying to paint him as like this this like dictator where he was calling all the shots and he he would do this and he would do that and the the you know the guy the the attorney who was cross examining him was essentially saying well aren't you the one that said this and he described that he had you know keep in mind this is the times he had a a, a bunch of buttons on his desk and each button corresponded to an expert and he would push that button 
and a bell would ring in their office, and they were immediately supposed to drop what they're doing and come into Mr. Ford's office and answer his question. And his 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 and essentially the idea being was that he had all these experts, and he didn't really know that much about you know making V8 engines or doing this or doing that. You know, he was the you know the guy that ran the company, but he had all these people who were experts at it, and that's what he testified. He says, "I don't know that much about engineering anymore. If I need somebody to testify about you know the, our engines, I push the engine button, and the guy the best." And he says, and the, the, the most knowledgeable person in the world in engines comes in my office. If I need to know about marketing. And it was pretty interesting because of the fact that it sort of showed a true executive at the time. This is back in the 30s that, you know, he just relied upon his experts. Does that make any sense? It did. And that's what they, that, that, according to Ken Blanchard, who's a business coach, um, the sign of a good manager is a sort is a, is a delegation of authority. Well, yeah, and and that's and and that's why they're called executives and you know the idea yes. being is that they're executing you know they're executing uh, uh, you know ideas, plans, things like that, but they're not necessarily theirs. They're essentially, but they're the you know, but there's they're where the buck stops. If if like for example, if a guy owns a company's executive, like, like even Trump, like let's say the president, or let's say Mike Parson, who's our our governor, okay, and there's ten people on his executive board, you know, and there's somebody on there that you know from different, you know, there's a law enforcement person on there, there's a transportation person, a medical person, the whole bit. And if he asks them their opinion and nine of the 10 say, you know, this is what should be, chances are that's what he's going to do. And up until this point, he's been told that in the same situation with with uh, Steve Ellman, that, you know what, we shouldn't we should essentially just leave it up to people. You know, suggestion is stay at home, but not necessarily issue an order. And that's what's changed. Steve Ellman is now essentially saying, okay. Let's just have the uh, the governor declare this, and that's what some people are saying. That that's what they're upset with Trump is that they're saying Trump should say, "Okay, everything's shut down." But yet, what Trump keeps saying, and it's a valid point, there are parts of the country that it really hasn't impacted. You know, you don't hear about any problems in Wyoming or at least any big problems because once again, mainly it's the problems are transportation hubs, and we have it to a certain extent. But not in the respect that like a New York or, or a Los Angeles or a Miami or a San Francisco has because they are major transportation hubs. You know, we are, you know, not I mean, since American Airlines has left, you know, go to the airport. There ain't too many people even, you know, go back, you know, back, you know, two months ago before all this stuff happened. You know, Lambert just isn't that busy anymore. And, you know, you used to work there. I mean, I used to fly traffic. I did. I used to work there when we were in the top 10. Well, same with me. I flew traffic when we were in the top 10. You know, I mean, I was, a you know, in flying around in a helicopter. I mean, I can remember there were nights, uh, you know, when, when uh, you know, if you remember this, but it was sort of a cool sight that if you looked out to the west, you'd see planes lined up for miles, you know, yes. uh, you know coming that into. That is a true statement. You know, I mean, they were spaced out. I don't know what the minimum spacing was, but you could see like, you know, I mean, if it was a clear night, with the landing lights on, you could see 
10, 15 planes out in the distance, you know, all queued up to land. Uh, you know, and once again, they were running two runways. They were running the parallels, you know, uh, one, two, three, zero, left, right, you know, at the same time. And you know, those planes were stacked up for miles. Not anymore. You go out there at night. And, you know, matter of fact, last night, I, I were given the sports scores. The uh, the Lambert uh, uh, International uh, teams were on the, uh, the runways last night playing uh, street hockey. And it was the maintenance workers against the avian, uh, avionics technicians and the avionics technicians won the game last night. I think that's excellent. <laughs> You're not going to call PS on me. <laughs> you promised me that you weren't going to say anything that was silly and foolish. <laughs> given the day. Okay, I'll say something that's really silly and foolish. Okay. I'm the smartest man in the world. Westplex 107.1, Bad Blood. Good morning to you. It is BS in the morning, 751. I am Shelly. She is Brad. And things are changing as we speak. Uh, Shelly, here, let me see. Talk a minute. I'm going to dial the phone here. Hold on a minute. Okay. One ringy-dingy, two (laughs) ringy-dingy. hasn't hasn't gone that far yet. Uh, Hold on a minute. Uh, (laughs) That's funny. So, um, yeah, everything is good. Well, first of all, the sun's out. Okay. Let me see. Hold. Let's see what happened here. Uh, Let's see if I got the right number in there. Hey, man, are you there? Hey, it's the KXOK Cash Call. Can you tell us the amount of money in the KXOK Cash Call jackpot? I'm going to guess that that's $123, Brad. <laughs> Mike hey, Elam. turn your volume up a little bit? Is that possible? Uh, you know what? I, I, I can't. Let me get a little bit closer here. Is is? Can you hear me a little bit better now? Yeah, it's a little bit better. Okay. Sound like you're kind of across the room. Well, I am, believe it or not, the way the system's set up here. Hey, you know what? This is not the world's most professional studio. It's not like anything Mike Elam would be involved with, right? Right. <laughs> okay, Mike Elam uh, is a county, and, and I, I'll say county, county council person, but you call yourself a county council man, right? Correct. Okay. You can call me a person if you'd like. <laughs> no. <laughs> hey, you know how nowadays you got to watch what you call people. You know what I'm saying? Uh, hey, you know, I've been called a whole lot first, <laughs> so that works. I have heard that. Mike is sort of our inside track. And the reason I keep bugging Mike is that after a long career in the media business, Mike is out of the media business and working at Master Clock. And by the way, Mike, it's 7.53 and 33, 34, 35, 36 seconds. Thank you very much for my accurate Master Clock. Um, but it's always Ma- good to stay precise. <laughs> yes. Mike, I, I, I refuse to let Mike completely go out of the media, media business because that's why I'm calling him and talking <laughs> with him. So uh, the news is that, and we talked about just Monday, that uh, apparently Steve Ellman has changed his mind a little bit. I think what Steve is doing is working in conjunction with the other leaders of the area with uh, Lida Cruson and Sam Page in St. Louis City and St. Louis County and trying to be consistent across the board and giving everybody uh, the same message so we work together as a region. Steve was trying to go the path of uh, voluntary stay-at-home because, like we talked about on Monday, one of the big things is determining what is and is not an essential business. Um, There are a lot of things that a lot of people may not think they are essential businesses that are currently open in St. Louis City and St. Louis County. Um, so that's where you started getting into putting those lists together. They kind of got arbitrary. 
But I think what the problem is with something like that is some people don't hear the message of stay at home. They hear, well, it's voluntary. Right. Well, you've been given guidelines that we're asking you to adhere to. You know, stay at home if you don't have to be out. If you do have to be out, stay in groups of less than 10 people. Uh, keep your six feet separation, even if there's just two people. Do the things that are smart and do everything you can to be safe. Now it seems, as of yesterday, um, the mayor of St. Louis, the county executive of St. Louis County, and the county executive of St. Charles County are reaching out to the mayor and saying, hey, not everybody's getting this message. Can we do this statewide and try to be consistent across the board? So more people will take this seriously. You mean you mean, um, you mean reaching out to the governor? You said reaching out to the mayor. You mean reaching out to Parson? Sorry, reaching yeah. out to the governor. Thank you. Okay. Um, it's early, man. I haven't had my, my own <laughs> coffee yet. Hey, come on. I'm going to have a good pot in before I'm, I'm ready to go. Come on. You're an ex-media guy. You know what it's like to work all these crazy shifts. Don't give me that it's too early kind of stuff. I know you better than that. <laughs> hey, man, I learned to love coffee being the overnight guy at radio. <laughs> yeah. That's the only thing we had to drink. Yeah, you worked the, um, you worked the night shift. You know what that's all about. I completely understand that. <laughs> yes. I holidays and weekend. That's yes. me. Do it. Yes, I got it. Um, but I really think you are seeing a lot of people do the right thing. I found out on Monday evening at our county council meeting that traffic counts in St. Charles County are down 40%. Whoa, You really? may say, wow, that doesn't seem like it's enough. That should be down even more. But you have to understand St. Charles County is an interstate highway community, so... We have a lot of transitional traffic that comes through our county on our interstate system. So the truckers, the delivery drivers, all those folks are still going to be out and about. And that's making up the lion's share of the traffic in our county. But I can tell you that traffic counts are down huge. And the majority of the change is local traffic. People are adhering to the message to stay at home for the most part. The problem is, I have to throw in the caveat of, for the most part. I hear you. And that's that's really where the issue is coming up. I mean, as you get into some of the more rural counties, you're seeing things where they don't have as many cases. In some cases, they don't have any. But it's not because they really don't have any. It's because the testing hasn't been available. Um, I'm sure you probably have a break coming up at the top of the hour. <laughs> Mike, I don't want to. Mike, do, 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 do you hear this noise? Did you hear that? Yes. That was me throwing the rule book out the window. That was. <laughs> ah! Yes. Woo. Oh, no. hey, that's the kind of humor that you get at KSLQ in the morning, baby. Yeah. Come on. You can't just find that anywhere. That's right. So, here's something I would tell you. If you look at the state. Um, Missouri Department of Health website, and you can find that at health.mo.gov. You can track by county the cases in the state of Missouri. However, over this last week and week and a half, the testing has become much more widespread because the private labs are involved in this now. You have Quest, you have LabCorp, and they are able to get these tests turned around so much faster than a state lab. So what you're seeing is by the time the state websites and the county websites are updated once a day, those numbers are already behind. For example, St. Charles County website shows that we have um, 
I believe, 71, or the, the state website shows that we have 71. Well, as of yesterday at 7, we were at 95. So, and we have our, our third death in St. Charles County that uh, was attributed yesterday. What you're finding out now also is some deaths, they are going back and seeing if they are COVID-19 associated. So you're seeing some death toll numbers rise uh, without maybe anybody new passing away, but it's because they're uh, able to attribute that death to a COVID-19. Yeah, and, and the You're numbers, some of that. And, and like you said, the numbers are changing drastically. So it's to the point where you can't really look at any static line or anything and say, well, this is the way it is, because it's just constantly changing. Plus, like you said, the, the, there's so many more tests being administered. Now, here's the thing. People may say, well, Mike Elam sounds like he's in his car. What's he doing out? Well, you, like you explained to us on Monday... You work for a company now, Master Clock, which has Department of Defense contracts. You are an essential business. We, we are, but that being said, we are down to a skeleton crew of people who come into the office. Um, as a matter of fact, yesterday um, in our daily meeting, we had seven people on a television screen all uh, dialing in to our meeting. Um, so they're at home. So what we're do is uh, scatter people out as much as possible and say, if you don't have to be in the office, don't be in the office. So it's really only the leadership of the company that's coming into the office. Everybody else who doesn't have to be here uh, to fulfill the obligations that we have to material to the Department of Defense and FAA that we're required to them, they're staying at home. So uh, but we're still staying in touch. You know, you're seeing a lot of creativity these days from a ton of businesses. Uh, I had a lady reach out to me yesterday that said she was a hairstylist. Do we really need to close? <laughs> I was like, really? Well, <laughs> well, you you shoe cut and color people's hair. I don't think you can do that from six feet away. So, yeah, it's probably not a bad idea. You, you may want to look at that. Well, Mike, what, what I've had a real, a real uh, you know, awakening to myself was if you watch the local TV stations where most of the reporters yeah. and you know, anchors are now uh, you know, working from home, I see how much better the TV people get paid than the radio people. Because you see some of these houses these people live in? <laughs> <That's> <laughs> I mean, very true. I mean, it's like... You start realizing... It's like the one lady I watch on Channel 4, she's broadcasting from her basement. I'm thinking to myself, man, I wish I had a first floor that looked that nice. You know what I mean? No kidding. <laughs> I'm going to set up my home studio, and it's got Louis Vuitton stuff all around yes. it. Hey, how about that? Yes. Well, Mike, thank you so much. You know, and, and I know, you know, uh, uh, being your position as a, as a county councilman, uh, you are, it's a part-time position, and I know you're taking a lot of uh, calls morning, noon, and night, and we appreciate your time on this. Uh, the bottom line is, do you think anything will happen with this today? I mean, I'm just asking you conjecture. Do you think, Mayor, uh, I said it, uh, Mayor, Governor Parson, do you think he's going to? to lock in a statewide deal? You know, if you see what the governor has been doing, he's been stepping towards that a little closer, a little closer, a little closer every day over the last two weeks, continually trying to uh, tighten down on things. And he's in a tough spot because Missouri is such a strange state where you've got maybe four or five larger municipal areas and the rest of the state is extremely rural. So he's been trying to not overstep 
and enforce this big wide net over all six million people when really about three million who live in these five metropolitan areas are the folks who he's really concerned about the most part who are not social distancing and are not taking advantage of that stay at home. So it may come to that where he may have to do a wider net. And if he does it, I would say he's probably going to do it before Friday. Yeah, I, I agree with you on that. And and we talked about that earlier this morning. Shelly and I talked about the state of Missouri is interesting. Once you get north of I-70, it's pretty rural, you know, except for like Kirksville. There's not much up in northern Missouri, whereas most of the population is, you know, along the I-70 corridor or to the south. Agreed. I mean, when you look at that I-70 corridor with St. Louis, Kansas City, Columbia, Jeff City area, uh, then you get down to Springfield, maybe Cape Girardeau that you throw into that mix. That's the areas. Those are those five spots with uh, the east and west of the middle of the state, the central of the state, and then the southern to east and west of the state. When you get outside of those, I and mean, you draw a line, Kansas City, St. Louis, and you go north, it's very rural. Oh, yeah. Lots I, of farmland up I, there. I used to make so that. Those, those folks are used to social distance, <laughs> yeah. and they like it. Yes, I used to make that drive on I-35 between Kansas City and Des Moines. And once you get north of St. Joe, there's not much in Missouri other than farm fields and pastures and stuff like that. Which, you know, nothing wrong with that, right? Mike, thank you very much. That's I, true. You're at work right now, aren't you? I heard you get out of the car. I'm standing outside, yes. That's right. <laughs> Hey, say hi to your boss for me and, and, and do me a favor. I mean, do you ever use the, hey, what time is it lying at your office? Uh, we really don't. Cause we, <laughs> I'm looking into my office right now. We have a clock outside. We have four clocks that I can see from the outside, inside. So I know precisely what time it is <laughs> yes. all the time. It's 804, 44, 45, 46 right now. Hey. Hey, that's exactly the atomic clock. That's exactly what my clock says. I wonder how that happens. <laughs> how about that? Hey, Mike, thank you so much. Appreciate your time. Yeah, and, and by the Got way, it, you don't mind me calling you like this, do you? No, I'm, I'm more than happy to try and do anything I can to help. I would just encourage people: um, the numbers that you're going to see are going to probably double. Um, I would say within the next week maybe even faster. St. Louis County is going to cross over 500 cases today. St. Charles will be over 100. Uh, You're going to cross over 1,500 for the state later on today. Don't be surprised. It's not so much, I think, that you're seeing an explosion of brand new cases. We're finally able to catch up with the cases that are undiagnosed and walking around right now. Hopefully, as you see these numbers do explode, it's going to get more people's attention. And they will adhere to, look, stay at home if you don't have to be out, because there's no reason for you to put yourself at risk. 81% of the cases are going to be mild to moderate. You're going to be fine. The problem is 19% get really serious, and there's no reason for you to roll the dice and figure out, hey, am I part of that 19%? Because you really do not want to be part of that. The other thing is, if you get infected, you can turn a family member that you have into that 19%. And that's something you don't want to live with either. Not trying to be scary, but hey, it's scary. I hear you. Don't take a risk if you don't have to. I hear you, Mike. Have a good one. And like I said, if, if you don't mind me texting you in the morning, uh, next couple of days, uh, we'll get you on again if something changes again. Always happy to talk to you, Brad. Appreciate it. Talk to you. All right. Bye. Bye-bye. You know what? Once again, 
great guy. He's such a good man. I'm I'm sad to see him get out of the radio business. I know uh, he you know, is the voice of St. Charles. Yeah, you know, and, and he's been in the media media business a long time. Started when he was a kid. You know, I think he's from what did they say he's from Arkansas, isn't it? Where he said he's originally from, born in Arkansas. I, I didn't catch that. I'm yeah, sorry. Yeah, a long time ago. That's Mike Elam, county councilman for St. Charles County, uh, who was up on top of stuff. And what we're talking about is the fact that of uh, the three met- major metro uh, on the Missouri side, at least uh, with city St. Louis City, St. Louis County, and St. Charles County, uh, Steve Elman was not jumping in on the mandatory stay at home, whereas city and county has St. Louis City and County rather, and that's changing and probably will change today because uh, Steve Elman made comments yesterday that uh, along with Lyda Krusen and Dr. Page that there should be a uh, statewide stay at home order by the governor. So we'll just have to wait and see what happens. Uh, boy, it gets more interesting all the time. Okay, my we are way off track here as far as time is concerned. We got to take care of some clients. Uh, we got to get our top of the hour ID in. Otherwise, the FCC will be, you know, sending me little nasty grams. It's eight oh seven. Westplex 107.1, it is BS in the morning. I am a Shelly, and this is Brad. <laughs> I just got a text from Mike. It says, I didn't know we were live this morning. Glad I didn't say anything bad. <laughs> I thought know he was live. I thought I, didn't I tell him he was on the air? I, I don't know. I thought I told him he was on the air. No, okay. Anyway. <laughs> Mike. <laughs> let me, let me, yeah, you were like, on the air. <laughs> hold on a minute. Uh, I said, I said, can you go Hampton like for you? And I said, I says, can you go on to Met? And he said, yes. Um, I'm, I'm sorry. Uh, and I said, I'm sooty. No, I'm not sooty. I'm sorry. I, I thought you knew we were on the air. Okay, there we go. Okay, um, two things. First off, this is what I was referring to earlier. And the smartest woman in the world sent this to me. This is a story that hit yesterday. Um, and it was asked at the presidential news conference, conference from Dr. Fauci, Anthony Fauci, uh, a MIT professor. Her name is Lydia Borubias, B-O-U-R-O-U-I-B-A, Borubas. Uh, her research has come out and it's studying on the dynamics of coughs and sneezes. It was published in the Journal of the American Medical Association. She warns that current social distancing guidelines to stay six feet apart are inadequate. She says that, quote, the pathogen bearing droplets of all sizes can travel 23 to 27 feet. And Dr. Fauci noted in the press conference yesterday that he said, quote, very, very robust, vigorous, achu sneeze for droplets to even come close to that distance. So, you know, here we go again. And, and, you know, I get it. There's, you know, we talked about this last hour that the research on the sneezing and the six foot thing dates back to the 1930s with the tuberculosis. tuberculosis. I can't, why can't I say that word? Tuberculosis. Yes. Okay. And, and things change, scientific data change over time, but, you know, 27 feet. I don't know. I mean, maybe an Olympic sneeze, twenty-seven feet. But I mean, I mean, you and me kind an of Olympic, sneeze. Uh, and oh, I can't even repeat what you just said. Yeah, you know, I mean, like someone who's got incredible lungs. You know, like an Olympian who's like, you know, I mean, the athletes have incredible lung power. 
You know, right. I mean, if you've ever, if you ever had like gone to the doctor and they give you that test where you're supposed to blow into the tube to see what your lung capacity is, you know what I'm talking yes. about? Yeah. Yes. You know, I mean, the Olympians, any kind of a, an athlete just blows that test out of the water because they have incredible lung capacity. That's why they're, you know, they become, you know, they, that's why they're able to be marathon runners because they have huge lung capacity, whereas the average person doesn't. But I'm not saying it's not true. I'm not saying that if someone sneezes, it can't go 10 or 15 or 20 feet, but 27? feet i don't know also this one is really bizarre this story is going to make you um you know this story is going to make you go what okay make you go hmm. okay this is from uh, where did it go this is from, ah, gosh i got all this stuff lined up here and i'm trying to do this da, 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 da. Uh, anyway it has to do with with um i just saw that Darn it. I had it here in my phone. I'm pulling the stuff off my phone. I've got three computers around me, and I can't use any of them right now to uh, access the web because I'm using them off to put this show together, and they're all doing something right now specifically. But it talked about the cruise lines, and it's the situation with Carnival that Carnival says they still have 6,000 people out on cruise ships, and some of the cruises, some of the people will not be back on land far a month. Really? Yes. And they're still here if I can find it. Da, da, da. She sent me. There's this. There's this. Starting in 2016. Da, 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 da. Let me see if I can find it over here. I mean, it was pretty. Oh, here it is. Here it is. I just found it. Okay. Ships currently at sea, some with and without COVID-19. Um, and essentially, it says that. Uh, here, let me read you the top. Here's the here's the story. Carnival says it still has 6,000 passengers, passengers on ships. Some will not disembark until late April. Okay, keep in mind, this is April 1st. Today is the 1st of April. Late April means like almost a month. Uh, here's the first paragraph. Cruise line operator Carnival Corp. revealed on Tuesday it still has 6,000 passengers on its ships across the globe, with some of those not expected to disembark until late April. Quote, substantially all our ships have disembarked their passengers. There are approximately 6,000 passengers on board ships still at sea that are expected to disembark their passengers by the end of April. Uh, this was a filing with the U.S. Securities and Exchange Commission, SEC. Carnival owns 1,000, excuse me, 100 ships across 10 brands, including Princess, Holland, America, and, and Costa Cruises. Now, get this. This is, we talked about this the other day. There's still these two ships, and I believe these are both Holland, America. Yeah, they're both Holland, America, and they're still fighting over getting these people back to disembark in Florida. And um, uh, she sent me the two names. Is that the one that nobody will take? Well, yeah. And here's the story. It said a Coast Guard official told the Broward County Commission that if any unified command of state, local and federal officials can't unanimously agree on what to do with the people on the two ships now headed to Florida, then they'll punt the decision to Washington. Passengers are pleading with Florida officials to let them disembark despite a coronavirus outbreak on board. More than a dozen cruise ships remain stranded at sea right now, some with and some without passengers, as ports deny entry and passengers panic about returning home. According to the Cruise Line International Association, CLIA, only 3.6% of its total fleet, 277 ships, remain at sea. Quote, flight restrictions and port closures have led to some challenges bringing ships in. However, our members are working around the clock to address these 
roadblocks. CLIA is asking ports and governments around the world to allow these ships to come into port so that those on board can make their way home safely and quickly as possible. And it talks about major crude lines, P&O, Canard, Carnival, Royal Caribbean, Holland America have now extended their ban on cruising until mid-May. Wow. And this is the thing, this is the, the, the situation, this was the Zondam, this is one of the Holland American cruise lines. It was sailing a South American voyage that departed Buenos Aires uh, on March 7th, was originally supposed to conclude in San Antonio, Chile on March 21st. Influenza-like symptoms have been reported by 76 guests, 117 crew members, eight passengers have tested positive for COVID-19. Four guests on board Zandam have passed away, the cruise line informed on Friday. I fear other lives are at risk, Orlando Ashford, president of Holland America Line, said in a statement, no one has exited the ship since it stopped in Punta Arenas, Chile on uh, March 14th. Guests were originally told they were disembark in Chile for flights, but ultimately this was forbidden. Once flu light symptoms cropped up on board, those symptoms were isolated and their traveling companions quarantined. All guests were asked to remain in their staterooms. The ship stopped in Chile to refuel. Now it's headed to Fort Lauderdale, Florida. And that's the one that they that that the Florida people are going like, nope, we don't want you here. And that was the one we just talked about with the Coast Guard essentially saying, hey, look, we got to figure out something to do because, um, you know, uh, if the Coast Guard can't get the county and the state and everybody in Florida to agree, they're just going to go to the government and say, "Okay, you make the call. And you know what's going to happen. The federal government's going to essentially say, look, Florida, Broward County, we don't care. The ship's coming into port because you can't you know, there's there comes a point when. You know, they stock these ships with lots of food and fuel, but, you know, you can't just keep them floating out there in the ocean. You know what I'm saying? Yes, I do. And and, Can you imagine what those poor people are going through? Well, I get the fact that the Florida people, you know, the local, you know, the, the city, the county and the state, they don't want those people because they're already having problems with Florida. Remember, the the governor of Florida is already taking heat because of the fact that he's trying to uh, enforce a no travel uh, ban from uh, New York because all the New York people are, you know, abandoning New York City and New York State, um, you know, and and areas around that Connecticut and uh, also uh, New Jersey and to a certain extent parts of the Philly area. And, uh, you know, they're all trying to essentially uh, get out of the area and move to a lot of them have, you know, you know, winter homes in in the uh, in Florida and or they have friends that live in Florida. And that's what they're trying to do. And the governor is essentially saying, look, if you come to Florida, quarantine yourself for 14 days and then you can, you know, move move about within the state. But up until that and I can see where he's coming from. You know what I'm saying? I can. Aren't you glad we don't have cruise ships here in St. Louis? I'm, I'm kind of glad. Yeah. Although we do. Although I, I still want to go on a cruise. I've never been on a cruise before. Well, we do. I have a friend of mine that works uh, the uh, the river cruises. That's interesting, you know, because they go up and down uh, the Missouri and the Ohio. Matter of fact, I have two, two people I know that do that. Um, and it's mainly uh, retirement. The the river cruises are mainly retired people, whereas the the carnival cruise, you know, it's a little bit party city, right? At least not all of it. God, I remember. <laughs> yeah, there's a, there's a real big party on the Disney cruise. <laughs> I, I remember. This is like ancient history. But years and years and years and years ago, I took a cruise on Carnival, my wife and I. Okay? And uh, the, they had like this, you know, the running joke. They had like a show every night. And they had these comedians and stuff like that. And the running joke on the ship was that, aren't you glad you're on Carnival? Because, and I can't remember the cruise line they were making fun of. Maybe it was, um, you know, NCL. 
and they said they said there's two kinds of people that are on those other cruise ships the nearlyweds and the newly deads or the, no the, the the newlyweds and the nearly deads you know the idea being oh we, that was sweet <laughs> yes <laughs> the newlyweds and the nearly deads you know and, and you know the idea being hey aren't you glad you on carnival we're having fun you know it's excitement and those other cruise lines it's all newlyweds and old people you know uh, anyway um anything to add subtract whatever no, I think you just about covered it. <laughs> no, I, by no way I did do that. Uh, it is a tw- well. You touched on the important things. Yeah, 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 yeah. And and we're going to see. You know, here's what's interesting. Every single day, it changes, and every single hour, things change. And the reason that we're... it's like truly, I thought life was fluid before. Yeah, it's crazy now. You know, every... it is. It is right. And what we're trying to do is maybe we're doing poorly at it. I'm getting texts from people saying that we suck and stuff like that. But uh, you know, uh, what we're trying to do is a trying to keep you up to date, specifically on what's happening with the local area. That's why we had Mike Elam on, and we'll continue to have him on. Uh, B. Uh, try to uh, help promote the businesses that are still open, the critical ones, like uh, Caleb Hunter at Extreme Electrical. He's still out there working because of the fact that people still need electricity, and he has a yes, lot of commercial did. and industrial clients who probably need him more than ever to keep their plants going because there are a lot of companies. Remember, we talked with James Strong just last week. All the stuff they're doing about uh, you know they're actually uh, you know the 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 you know the the stuff that they produce out at that plant in Lake St. Louis. That's actually they're cutting uh, tools that's actually being used uh, to make like the you know like the masks and the and the sanitary wipes and all that kind of stuff so that's an essential business mike elam uh, works for master clock which has a contract with not only the uh, department of defense but the faa uh, they manufacture uh, timing equipment which is extremely critical nowadays with computer networks and cellular networks and things like that so there's all these companies that are busting it 24 7 365 and we're trying to essentially you know a keep you informed uh b give you all the latest news and c maybe say something stupid every once in a while so people text me and say that's the dumbest thing i've ever heard and i smile and think to myself thank you Nobody texts me anything. <laughs> you must have a, a contingent of fans that remember one of just my love you, adore you. One of my ex bosses used to always say, "There's three impressions you can make in life: good, bad, and none. Good, bad, and none. And none is always the worst." <laughs> it's a twenty nine. Well, you definitely made made an impression on these people. Oh yeah, they hate me. A twenty nine, Westplex one hundred seven point one. I can't feel my face. That's... I can't feel my face either. <laughs> Why is that? Tell me. Why is that you can't feel your face? Because I'm laughing so hard. Yeah, right. Uh, It is Westplex 107.1. That is us. That's the radio station. You can check out the radio station website at westplex1071.com. Our website is bsinthemorning.show, and that is just essentially the morning show, which is now also an afternoon show. A couple things to talk about. we got the weather coming up, and that is from Jennifer. Wojcicki. Who you've actually met, haven't you? 
I have. I do have a picture with her. Yeah, yes, I do. She is a real person. And she is a real person. A real meteorologist and a real nice person. And she knows what the heck she's doing when it comes to weather. So that's why we have her on the air. Um, yes. A couple things to talk about. First off, one of, and you know what? This is not self-plugging, or it is self-plugging, but I don't have any ads up in this site. So don't say it's a ploy for you to check out banner ads and stuff like that. It's westplex.news. Uh, it's an aggregation site where what we pull in, we pull in the, the news, uh, all the stuff that's put out by St. Charles County, St. Charles City, Wentzville's in there. Plus, we have a couple other different news organizations. Uh, what, uh, what, uh, what was it? 70 West Sentinel. Um, yes. A bunch of different things on there. And as the news hits, you'll see it on that page. And it's essentially targeted at St. Charles County, the Westplex. So that's why you should check that out. Also, Westplex.video, which is sort of the same thing, but only video-wise. You'll see TV on there, St. Charles City TV, Channel 4, Channel 5. Um, I think Wentzville might have some things on there. And there's a couple other different sources of videos and a lot of information there. And things are changing rapidly. Today, uh, there's probably going to be some real bombshells at the presidential news conference. Uh, the stock market uh, just opened a few minutes ago. The futures were down. Yesterday, the market did okay. Uh, didn't drop significantly. Um, you know, it was really funny. The other day, you know how I was, I was talking about the, um, the, the blooper I had on there from uh, Patrick Emery back in the days when he was on Channel yes, 4 and Channel yes. 5 in St. Louis? The one you put up on your Facebook page? Right. In one, yes. in one of the, and this will give you an idea of how things have changed in the stock market. The one video, he is doing a stock market report. And yeah. do you know what the Dow Jones Industrial Average was at the time? And I can't remember. This would have been probably, what, late 70s, maybe early 80s. The DJIA, Dow Jones Industrial Average, when he gave the stock market, take a guess. Right now, it's like 22, 21, 22,000 in through there. Take a guess what it was back then. I have no idea because I don't know anything about the stock market. It was Nothing. In the, it was in the 800s. Wow. Yes. <laughs> and so, in other words, the idea being is that if you bought a stock back like in the 70s and 80s, and, you know, if you just held on to that stock, and there's some people have done that, uh, and, the, you know, and the risk is... A lot of companies that you bought stock in the 70s and 80s are no longer in business. They're out of business. So your stock yeah. is essentially worthless. Some of the companies have merged and uh, maybe they're, uh, you know, like, for example, we had the situation with Anheuser-Busch that got bought out. And now and for a while, you couldn't buy their stock on the American exchange. Now you can buy um, uh, AB InBev. Um, you know, on, on the, on the American exchanges because InBev is an international company. Uh, but, you know, here we complain. And, and if I'm not mistaken, when, and, and this is, you know, once again, this is not anything kind of thing saying like, Hey, wow, Donald Trump's a great guy. But when he was elected, wasn't the stock market like at 18 or 19,000. And then at one point in time before this, uh, Corona thing hit, it was pushing 30,000. So, wow. Oh, yeah. Yeah. Unemployment was, I mean, think what's happened in the last two months. The stock market was two months ago, the stock market was pushing 30,000. Unemployment was at an all time low rate. Low. And just what, last week or was the week before where there were three million unemployment claims filed in a week, which is like yes. the all time historic number of unemployment claims. 
Whew. Okay. Rightfully so. Right. Not to make. There's a lot of stuff going on in the world. Okay. Get this. The thing we were talking about with Mike Elam about half an hour ago was: uh, is 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 Governor Parson going to essentially enact a statewide, um, you know, quarantine to your house type order? Look what's going on around our country. Okay. In Florida, or excuse me, in Hawaii, the governor in Hawaii has in uh, has has put out mandatory quarantine. And if you don't, you're supposed to stay in your hotel room. Uh, you're not supposed to receive any visitors. People traveling for health care aren't required to quarantine themselves, but everybody else must stay in their hotel room or their their home. If you don't, mandatory fine of five thousand dollars and a year in prison if convicted. Okay, now get this. They mean business, but they yeah. have to. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And because if if something hits that island. It will wipe out the entire. Well, it will just decimate. Well, it. what they're saying also is if you if you move from island to island because there's several islands in the Hawaii chain. If you move yes. from island to island, mandatory 14 day quarantine. So if you go from like one of the smaller islands to the big island, once you hit yeah. the big island, and I mean this is these are for citizens. These are not for people who are traveling. These are for citizens that live in Hawaii or travelers as well too, but primarily citizens because a lot of them you know go from island to island. Um, you know, mandatory 14 day quarantine. Okay, get this. In Florida, a megachurch pastor was arrested, arrested and charged with unlawful assembly and a violation of health emergency rules for holding services for hundreds of churchgoers. And a Louisiana pastor who held services and said the virus was a political ploy was also arrested in Louisiana. And get this one. Police have broken up weddings and house parties in New Jersey and charged hosts with disorderly conduct. Maryland Governor Larry Hogan said residents who violate the stay-at-home order could face a misdemeanor charge or be jailed for up to a year. Can you imagine, like, if you're, like, getting married and the police come in? <laughs> I'm sorry, but this this, this marriage, this, this is an illegal gathering. We're going to throw you all in jail. And the bride and groom going to throw in jail. And then 20 years from now, you know, when they have kids, mom, dad, you know, Tell us about your marriage. Oh, it's great. We're saying our vows, and then the police came in and arrested us. <laughs> it's something that will always be remembered, though. Oh, yes, it will. I'm not trying to make fun of it, but I mean, when you think about that, you think like that would actually suck, but it it makes sense. I uh, mean, they were violating the rules. Yeah, I don't know. I mean, there was one the other day. There was. There was one I saw on video the other day that a couple got married and they were on, I think it was in New York, and they were on the street, you know, and the guy, the officiant was like in an apartment building like five floors up and he was reading, you know, the marriage vows to him. You know, do you take this? You know, blah, blah, blah. I thought, oh, that's sort of interesting. You know, you know ultimate social distancing. It is uh, eight. You could do that. Yeah, I've done that before. 842. Have you? Yes. Hold on. Not. Hold, whoa, whoa, whoa. I've not been up in a hotel. I mean, in a, you know, I've married people before, but I've never done it from the fourth floor of an apartment complex when the people are on the ground floor. But yes. Be kind of cute. Westplex yeah. 107.1. Don't the English teachers hate songs like that? What a man got to do. <laughs> and that's the way everybody talks, right? Hey, man, what do you got to do? That is that the way everybody talks nowadays. Yeah, and when someone... It's because they can't write cursive. Well, no, that's not it. it that's exactly no, the way it, it is. is. Somebody not. gave them something. So you're saying the way people... And it said, what a man got to do. You see... And no, that's, well, they, they thought that that's exactly why, um, 
Yeah, I got nothing. Well, well that's the, you think that's the reason people can't write or if they don't write cursive anymore is they can't speak properly? Think about that for a minute. Isn't that sort of like two different things? No. I can't I can't write cursively anymore. Well, I, you're different. Men can't write anyway. Oh, wow. Listen to this. Aren't that you? is true. Men have a hard time spelling. Yeah. And writing. Wow, isn't aren't you aren't you generalizing? Aren't isn't that like a, a an overstatement? Isn't that like a wide sweeping, you know, shot? And you know, and you can't do that anymore. That would be like me saying, you know, I can do it. All, I, I I really don't women. care about all that. All well, I know is that my husband is a genius. Can't spell. Well, at all. But you know, one nowadays. Who needs to? You just come close and spell, spell check will pick it up. Are you serious? You get close and spell check. Are you check serious picks, right now? Yeah, spell check will pick it up, right? You know, you get close, bang, there it is. Gives you the, you know, you know. even my email has the spell check stuff on it. You know what I mean? Yeah, my tablet has spell check and half the time it's wrong. Oh, it's not. Yes, it is. The spell check is wrong? Yes. How is the spell check wrong? I don't know. Maybe I spelled it wrong and it saved it. I don't know. Okay, hold on a minute. Let me, let me tell you. No, I, that's not right. The spell. It is. Put in a, let's see, what's the word? Like, uh, I can't even think hold of a on, word. Here, here, like here. affinity. Okay, here, I, I got one. Imbecile. Imbecile. Okay, enter. Really? It says, oh, it came up. It puts your name in instead. Shelly Barr. I knew that you were going to say something like that. Remind me when this, this, I'm, I'm just cashing them in. They're just sitting there. Hold on. Oh, oh. I, did, there I went, did the dab cough. Oh, that, the, was it with that a 27 footer? Was that like a, a world? <laughs> no, it was encapsulated by my elbow because I did the dab cough. Okay, let me think. How am I going to rate that? I'm going to give it two doinks. We'll just give it two. Doink, doink. Okay, that wasn't that wasn't a really bad cough or anything like that. No, it wasn't. And I don't even know what I was talking about before because you you made it. Oh, I I know what you were talking about. You were talking what? about the fact that 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 uh, you know the reason uh, that you're you're uh, broadcasting from home is because that. I don't think that we should be called cougars anymore. I think we should be called panthers. I mean that. I, I played the wrong one. I was meant to play was the building is on fire. <laughs> That's funny. No, it's not. No, but we're practicing minimal safe distance. Okay, another one of okay, like and Shelly gets mad at me. Okay, whenever I get down, I go on YouTube. And I pull up the video that this is from. Now, please don't yell. Every time I play this, you always yell and people can't hear it right. That's but... because people are tired of it, Brad. No, they're not. No, they're not. Here, hold on a minute. Uh, Christy and Joe Horton, uh, ninth anniversary, and Hugh Janus turning 10. Okay. This is... Man-child. Okay. okay. This is sort of an inside baseball kind of thing. But when a reporter goes out in the field and interviews somebody, what you don't see on on you know tv is typically they will ask the reporter on or they will the reporter will ask the interviewee in other words the person they're talking to to spell their first and last name on camera and the reason for that is that when they send that raw tape back to the station to be edited you know how they do the lower third word you know like it has your name like shelly bar you know i do that way the 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 editor which you can do on your iPhone. Right. I cannot. The editor will, 
you know, watch that piece of the video and they will essentially, you know, as the person spells their own first and last name, and then they will type that into the the character generator and it'll show up on the report. Okay, so there's this one video where, and these are all bloopers, where the reporter is out in the field and he's talking to this woman and he's getting ready to interview her and he's doing this once again so that the the editor at the station can put the graphic on the bottom of the screen. And, and he says, what's your name? And she gives her name. And, and then he says, spell first and last. And she says, F-I-R-S-T-L-A-S-T. <laughs> Which I don't have a problem with, well, actually. But then the reporter laughs and he says, no, I meant spell your first and last name. And she gets super embarrassed because she realized that she's, you know, and, and she's afraid that, you know, this is going to be on the air. Well, it wasn't originally, but it is now. And she's forever remembered in the TV bloopers. You know, and it is sort of funny when you think about that, because if someone said to you like that and you're really not paying attention you know, if I walked up to you and stuck a microphone in your face and said, hey, what's your name? And you said, Shelly Barr. And I said, spell it first and last or spell first and last, which is, ex- you know, which is exactly what he said. You'd uh-huh. almost you'd be tempted. I actually to- would have done what she did if you came up to me. Yeah. Well, I would never do that. You would do. No, I would stay way far away from you, even if it wasn't the, the co-19 or the COVID-19 deal going on right now. OK, we got to get out of here. Uh, we appreciate you listening. Don't forget. We do. Have a great day, everybody. We've Peace. got lots of websites to keep you up to date. Uh, Westplex.news. That's primarily focused on St. Charles County, the Westplex area. There's updates to hit all the time. Uh, Westplex.video. Once again, the same situation there. Westplex.directory. We haven't really talked about that one today. Uh, that has lists on there from both St. Charles. God, I said that again. The O'Fallon Chamber of Commerce and the Western St. Charles Chamber of Commerce. And they list a restaurants on there. Uh, the O'Fallon Chamber has a very extensive list. Not dissing on Wentzville, but O'Fallon's got quite a few more restaurants on there and it gives you all the information on what restaurants are open and what services they're providing if it's curb service only delivery service both hours um, special things things that they're not normally doing or that they're doing not or are not normally doing or they're doing not normally does that make sense special things that they may have on the menu because of the circumstances are things that are no longer available because they were on the menu and they're not you know available you know what I'm talking about it's all there on westplex.directory and then I if do. you if you want to see some really crazy stuff and when you see Shelly stand in her head and spin herself around on the ground go to westplex.bloopers and you'll see all the Shelly bloopers. Yeah, because we all know I'm lanky and uh, completely agile. And so, by, yeah, by I'm the way, do that. So keep a lookout for that. I wanted to take this moment to essentially appreciate everybody who's helped me with my career for all these years. And this will be my last show. Bye, Shelly.